to hear the Sichat Musar from one of the outstanding Rabbonim, Jewish historians, former Rosh Hashiva, and speakers in the Jewish people, who was a Rav and Rosh Hashiva here in America for many decades, and has uh, shul and uh, speaks to many audiences now in Yerushalayim. It's my honor to uh, introduce to you Rav Beryl Wine. Good evening, Year of Tov. I always said it would be a cold night in November when I spoke here at Yeshiva, and my prophecy was fulfilled. We uh, say every day, Rabos Machshovos Belevish Vatsas Hashem Yitakum. The simple explanation is that human beings have many thoughts. We could say God, uh, man proposes and God disposes. Whatever God wants happens. What that raises is the problem that all of the uh, Rishonim discuss, and that is the contradiction between Hashgocha between heavenly guidance and human beings have freedom of choice. We can do whatever we want. If heaven guides us, then we don't have freedom of choice. So then how do we reconcile? How do we square the circle? And uh, that in essence is the same problem that the Rambam raises that if God is omniscient, then he knows in advance what's going to happen, and so to speak, the Bon Shalom is never wrong, so then uh, what does it mean that we have freedom of choice? We have to conform to what he knows in advance. So the Rambam begs the question, because he says, Kilo Machshavosai Machshavoseichem, You'll never understand my system of logic. It's not the same system of logic that pertains with human beings. So human beings may have a contradiction, but in the heavenly system of logic there are no contradictions. And uh, that can apply to this as well. So I have a practical uh, illustration of this. Uh, I just came with a driver. So all drivers today, nobody knows anything except ways. Turn right, turn left, go straight, do this, do that. And they always have a woman's voice telling you what to do. You should remember that in life. So... Uh, you're driving along, and uh, Waze tells you uh, 
in a quarter of a mile, turn right. You don't feel like turning right. You go straight. The waves gets back on, back on and it says recalculating. In another half mile, make two lefts and a right to get back. You have freedom of choice. You don't have to listen to waves. So you go straight. It recalculates again. And this can go on ad infinitum until the end. But the end of the matter is that if you want to get to where you're going, you're going to have to turn right somewhere. So there you had freedom of choice, but you have Ashgocha. The Ashgocha is going to make you turn right, not the way you think. Rabos Machshovos Belevish, we have our own calculations. But Vatsas Hashemi Takum. And that applies not only in the microcosm of our lives, but in the macrocosm of history, and especially of Jewish history, especially of the last 200 years of Jewish history. In uh, 1898, which is shortly before I was born, Kaiser Wilhelm II of Germany met Theodor Herzl at the Agricultural School of Mikveh Yisrael, not far from today's uh, Tel Aviv area. And Herzl proposed, Herzl's idea was that a Jewish state could only arise if it was backed by a great imperial European power. Because the Jews themselves, they're a bunch of shoemakers and tailors. How do they going to make a state? But somehow, if a great empire will take an interest in it, so then a Jewish state can arise. So he peddled the idea to the Kaiser. The Kaiser was not really interested. The Kaiser was interested in Palestine then. You know, it was a time when I went to public school in Chicago a long time ago. We were the Palestinians. The Goyim used to holler at us in school, go back to Palestine. So I don't know how he lost being the Palestinians. But uh, the, the Kaiser wanted Palestine. That's why there's a German colony in Yerushalayim. He brought over uh, a few thousand German families to settle. That's why uh, many of the roofs in Eretz Israel are of red clay, because the Germans brought that over. So Herzl thought that the Kaiser would be interested in the proposition. The Kaiser told him as follows. Harvey Shluchim Lamokum, you should know. What goes on in the world, you have to have a certain sophistication, which, uh, without being too political, the American media lacks. You have to be able to see things in a big picture. So the Kaiser told him, Herr Herzl, 
in order for a Jewish state to arise in the land of Israel, every major European empire has to collapse. And he named them. The Russian Empire, the German Empire, the French Empire, the British Empire, the Austro-Hungarian Empire, the Ottoman Empire, they all have to collapse. And Herr Herzl, you know that that is impossible. But within 50 years, the Kaiser was a Novi. Every major empire in Europe collapsed. If the Ottoman Empire would have continued, there never could have been a state of Israel. If the British Empire wouldn't have been destroyed by the Second World War, there never would have been a state of Israel. So Rabbis Machshovos Belevish, Ratzas Hashem in the grand scheme of Hashgocha that we are unaware of, because Ponai lo yerohum, we only see it in hindsight. Roisa esachorei, the Rabban Shalom told Moshe, you'll see it later. But when it happens, you're not there. So in the grand scheme of things, there's a lot going on, especially in our time. But it's hard for us to deal with it. It's hard for us to recognize what is happening. We read in the Parsha of the priest made up sorry. Romavinu has a dream. So the Torah says, Bamachaseh. What does Bamachaseh mean? He saw a vision, a dream. Bamachaseh in Hebrew, there are no synonyms. The Golan of Vilna says in the, all of Loshan HaKodesh, there are no synonyms. It's a very sparse language, Hebrew. That's why so many English words have to be introduced into modern spoken Hebrew. And it makes a difference whether it is a vav at the beginning or not a vav. Whether it is a vav at the end, all sorts of, but the same word loses and changes meaning simply by the addition or subtraction of a letter. So we should say, Bachalom, what's Bamachaseh? So the Mephorshim explained, Bamachaseh is that God, so to speak, revealed to him the big picture, because we're always dealing with the little picture. And basically, that's the problem in our lives, is that we're always looking at the little picture. You know, I'm a great-grandfather uh, many times over, Baruch Hashem. Great things can happen for you if you have other people working for you. So as a uh, fitting ancestor, when my great-grandson become, became three years old not long ago, one of them, so I wanted to buy for him 
because he's a genius like his great-grandfather. Uh, the most educational, useful toy possible that, you know, would uh, raise his IQ. And I put in a lot of research on it, and I bought him a toy. And I presented it to him on his birthday, and he spent the next hour playing with the box. And I thought to myself, that's us. We're always playing with the box. What's in the box rarely attracts us. And in fact, if the box is decorative enough, uh, we never even want to see what is in the box. So the Rabboni Sholem reveals that Avram Kigiri is Arach of Eretz Lolehem, Vavodum Vinu Osom Arbameo Shono, Rachakein Yetsu Berchush Godol. So Chazal say the Berchush Godol is the Torah. They're going to go through this process of Egypt, of slavery, of difficulty, but at the end they're going to be Makabal the Torah and they're going to be Zgulo Mikolaamim, Mamlechas Koanim, Vegoi Kodosh. That's the big picture. The little picture? So Avram has got Avimelech, and he's got Hogar. And he's got Yishmael, and he's got Shichol, uh, and all the, the, the whole cast of characters, Lot and Zdom. And but there's a big picture here. A great thing is going to happen. And Avram realizes he's part of the big picture. That's Bamachase. In the presentation, in the play, so to speak, he sees that he's playing the main role. He's the main character. And that gives a different perspective on life. So the Torah wanted us to see ourselves in the big picture. We're always going to have to deal with the small picture because that's daily life. We have to put food on the table and shelter over our heads. But that's not why we are here. That's not our purpose. That doesn't define us. And that's why the Gemara says, Lo nitna Torah The Torah was only given to those that didn't play with the small picture. They had one every day. They didn't have to go to work. They didn't, they didn't have a 401k. They didn't worry about their retirement. None of that. They could be macabre because then I'm selling them something different. And the Jewish people throughout its long history has always been able to see itself in that light. The Medrash says we're going to have the Parsha of Yosef and his brothers. So the Medrash says, amazing Medrash, Yaakov Avinu Osuk Be'avluso. 
Yaakov Avinu is busy. He's mourning the loss of Yosef. So he's out of it. 20 years he's out of it. There's no Shechina. There's no Rechakedish. We don't hear from him. The Bechir Shevelovos. Gone. Ruvain also Betanisa. Ruvain is busy doing tshuva over the story with Bilam. So he's busy. Yosef Masalso Basaro. Yosef is taking a coiffure. He looks he wants to look handsome. Yosef is busy in Egypt. Ishmatzliach. Yosef is in Las Vegas. He's not a problem. Well, Akim and the Rabboni Shalom is busy to bring the Jewish people down to Egypt, to extract them from Egypt, and to grant them the Torah. So that measure sums it all up. Everybody is busy with what they think is important. But Vatsas Hashem Isokum, their Boni Shalom here is uh, making us turn right whether we want to or not. Because that's the essence of the purpose of the Jewish people. The Gemara tells us that a great uh, Tana once met Rabbi Meir when Rabbi Meir was a young man. And he didn't recognize him. He didn't know who he was. So he said to him, Miato, uh, who are you? Mashmecha, what's your name? So he said, Meir Anochi. I'm Meir. Meir? That's quite a name. Brings light into the world. Mamalachtecha. Meir, tell me. What do you do? So he told them, I'm a sofer. I write. So he said to him, Meir b'ni hizoher. Be careful, my son, Meir. Shemalach shamayim he. Your work is the work of heaven. Shem chisarta osachas osafta osachas. If you're missing a letter, or if you add an extra letter where it doesn't belong, your work is possible. So, Meir, be careful. You're doing malachas shamayim. I heard from great men the concept of Melechah Shemai. That all of us do Melechah Shemai. And you ask him, what do you do? I do Melechah Shemai. I do Melechah Shemai because I'm a physician. I do Melechah Shemai because I'm a teacher. I do Melechah Shemai because I'm a business. I'm, but I'm doing Melechah Shemai. That's what I'm doing. And therefore, he's there, you have to be careful. 
Because if you do more, it's possible. And if you do less, it's possible. And that's why there's a Shulchan Aruch. That's why there's a Choshe Mishpat. Because it's all the Lech HaShemayim. The Medrash says there was a person in Chumash called Chanuk from the original people, the original generations. And the, the Torah says, very cryptic, mysterious posk. Chanoch followed God, and God took him away. The Medrash says that Chanoch is one of the Four people who never tasted the bitter uh, drop of the Malachamovis. You went to heaven whole. So that we would imagine, you know, what kind of a uh, great Rebbe with a Strymel and a Zupiche Chanoch must have been. Everybody must have lined up to get brochures from him. Must have had a picture that Kupa Sayir would use. So who was Chanuk? The Torah doesn't tell us. The Torah tells us Noah, he's Tadik, Tommy Moya the Torah tells us about the Ovos, about Moshe. But uh, the Ovos uh, didn't go to heaven whole, and neither did Moshe Rabbeinu. We never had perfect people, except for rabbis. We don't have uh, human perfection is beyond us. So the Medrash says, strange Medrash, Chanoch Tofer Manoli Moya. Chanoch made shoes, sold shoes. So he sold shoes, so uh, because of that, he's such a tzaddik. So the Medrash continues, well, called Tfira, Tfira, and on each and every stitch, He's saying the praises of God. So the simple explanation, the one that is usually given to that Medrash, is that, uh, you know, I knew Jews like that in Jerusalem, that they had a store, they would sit in the back of the store and they would say to Yulim all day or they would learn all day and they really were disturbed if she came in to buy something. So Stama, that was uh, what Chanoch did, right? But Rabbi Shol Salanter said, no, that's not at all the interpretation. He said, I'll call Tfiro, Tfiro, every stitch that he made was a good stitch. 
That's how you meyachid yichurim la'kodesh baruch You give the customer his money's worth. You give the employer the time that he deserves. You're responsible. You see that what you are doing is malachet shamayim And that was the greatness of Chanoch. So that being a shoemaker is also Malachi Shemai. And therefore he's Zoyarbani. Be careful how you look at life, how you look at yourself. So each one of us is the only person that's going to pass through this veil of tears with our DNA. It's one of the great discoveries, scientific discoveries of our time, DNA. So no one has the same, just like no one has the same fingerprints. You have to think about that. Gamoran Sanhedrin says that uh, we are all created out of one die and everyone is different. Identical twins, they're different. greatness of creation the greatness of human beings is that they're different and that we are charged with doing Malachas Shemai that's the big picture whatever we do is Malachas Shemai And the Hashgocha in our time plays itself out in ways that we never could have imagined. That no one can predict. The state of Israel has a population today of eight and a half million gain year. It never had as many Jews in Eretz soil as there are today. Yerushalayim was never as large as it is today. Every word that the Novi said, the Novi Scharia, the Novi Tzvanya, Novi Yishayo, every word they said, you can see it in front of your eyes. Come visit, though you were all there already. The only thing is, who sees it? I only see the traffic jam. I only see the litter. The machaze, you have to see the whole picture. When I first came to Jerusalem, so I drove my father of blessed memory, and uh, we got caught in uh, a traffic jam, and I was getting nervous. And my father calmed me down, and he said, Look around. He said, It's a machaya. He said, Look at all the cars. My father was an old-time Lithuanian Jew. So he was in Eretz He told me when there was one traffic light in Jerusalem on King George and Yaffa. And the phone number of the yeshiva was 788. So look, look around. Look at all the cars. Look at all the Jews. Look at all the people. I'm a chai, right? And I say, well, it's terrible. 
this past Sukkot, Rabbi Yechesel said, Ketzon Yerushalayim b'moadeha. Ketzon Adam. He couldn't walk on the street. 15,000 non-Jews came to have a parade because it says in the Novi Yechevskel that they're going to come. So that's the big picture. So it's up to us to hold on to the big picture, not to be phased by the little picture, not to be phased by the bumps in the road, which are part of the process. Not only to be osuk with the troubles and with the tshuva and with those that are mesalsel besaro, the Rabbani Shalom is doing something here. And I'm part of it. I'm part of the process. I'm an important person to it. What I do matters. And that's what the Tana meant when he said to him, What do you do? He didn't want to know whether or not what his profession was. I remember that uh, when I was a lawyer before I repented. So... uh, A great rov stayed in my house... And he asked me once, he said, well, what do you do? So I said, no, he didn't say, what do you do? He said, who are you? So I said, I'm a lawyer. He said, no, 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 that's how you make a living. But who are you? And that made a great influence upon me. Made me think about myself. Who am I? I'm not what I do for a living. That can't be it. They can't be why I'm here. So all of that should be in the balance. When we think about ourselves, we think about others, we think about the past, the present, and the future, and how we will build the Jewish people. And how great times will come upon us and we'll all be zochet together to see Nechamasiyon Avinyan Yerushalayim Omein. Thank you very much.